Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. And it's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we're discussing um, if people marry for love or security, and we'll also get into maybe a couple of things as far as how do you motivate children, you know, talking about the millennials out there, how does a parent kind of get them going in the right direction. So we'll talk about that and more, but before I get started, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at talk to q There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q 
to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. All right, T2Q radio show number 641. We'll start right after a word from my sponsors. Dear Heart is designed to help you change your life and the lives of others for the better. We offer the all-new, most unique online diary where you can write anonymously in your heart. That is, to write Dear Heart instead of Dear Diary to express your problems, heartaches, as well as your desires. You will find unique and spiritual ways of helping to change your life and get what you want by what you think and do and write. You will also have the opportunity to share your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, writings, poems, excerpts from your novels or short stories or experiences, and etc. In other forums, where you can use your name, credentials, and or other information if you desire. Your heart is the key to changing whatever you want to change or accomplish. As a Dear Heart member, you will learn how to change your life and reach your goals and have many members contribute to your goals and pray for you. You will also have the opportunity to earn income, prizes, certifications, recognitions, become group leaders, enter contests, including writing songs, representing Dear Heart, and much more, while you are making your dreams come true. Become a member at dearheart.website and encourage your family and friends to join the newest, most progressive, avant-garde way to reach your goals and be all that you can be. Become a Dear Heart and be connected to your very own brothers and sisters, fellow Dear Hearts around the world. Come grow with us and be a founding Dear Heart member of the next big social media and reap the many extra benefits as a founding member. May you and yours be blessed. Imagine being able to charge your phone anywhere. The Arc Sling Motion Converter turns movement into electricity, and it doesn't rely on the weather like solar or wind power. The motion of rocking or even walking harnesses kinetic energy, generating clean electricity to charge your cell phone, tablet, or other devices. Arc Sling is running a Kickstarter campaign to bring this technology to market. Visit ArcSling.com and rock out with the new energy generation. That's ArcSling.com. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. Hi, this is Victoria Bolton, author of the Rude Boy USA series, and you are listening to the Talk TQ radio show. No experts, just opinions. All right, and I'm back. My thanks to arcslain.com. 
thecrystalshow.com uh, for being sponsors of the show and the dearheart.website for being the official sponsor of the Talk to Q radio show. And we'll go ahead and kick things off. 347-202-0215 is the number. Press 1 if you want to join the host queue and be a part of the discussion. You want to hang out and listen, that's cool too. See someone listening from, looks like the LA area, area code 323 and the 217, which is the land of Lincoln up there at Illinois. So I appreciate you all for listening. And um, tonight we're getting into, you know, why do you stay in a marriage or in a relationship for love or security? Now, love is something that we all say that we want. However, there are different versions of it. Now, some people feel and view love differently. Some people view love as an intense feeling of deep affection for a person. However, some of us look at our relationships as a means to an end, as a way to live our lives comfortably. What's the focus in 2016 when it comes to relationships and marriages? Are people looking for love or are they looking for security? Now, of course, you can have both, but that's not the question being asked tonight. I'm not sure if some people really know one from the other or if it matters, and I'll see what my show legends have to say about it. So to the phone lines, I go to the Motor City of Detroit to welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Kickerson. Chris, what's going on with you? How you doing tonight? Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to have you on. And do my eyes deceive me? It's very early for this guy to call in. From the 601 area code in the Magnolia State of Mississippi, calling in about 40 minutes earlier than normal. Let me welcome on the man, the myth, Eminem, Minister of Sexual Affairs. What's happening, man? (laughs) What up, Q? What up, Radio World? Not much, not much. Glad to have you on, bro. And we'll go ahead and get started. Now, the first question I'm going to ask, and Crystal, I will start with you. And let's talk about today's society, all right? Society as of, you know, right now. Do you think that people today marry for love, or do you think that they marry for comfort and security as as far as, like, what they may actively seek out? Well, um, I think it's a combination of both, but I I think it really depends on who you're talking to. I think there are plenty of people who foolishly still just marry for love, and um, they don't think about the consequences of um, everything that goes into a marriage. So, um, so sometimes that can be the worst thing to do um, without thinking. But I think... Like I said, it really just depends. I, I you know, I, it seems like more people are marrying for the security and other reasons because it's so easy to get out of it these days. Uh-huh. Um, but, and I think that there's a lot more people who are not even marrying at all, actually. So I don't know, kind of fifty-fifty in a way. Okay, Eminem, what do you think, man? Are people marrying for love or security and comfort these days? I I I I think uh Crystal has some some great points about it and hit hit the nail on the head uh but I almost can't answer the question without just kind of throwing a past reference in it. Uh 
for the most part, up till like what, literally about 25, 20, 25 years ago, pretty much the whole premise of marriage, pretty much worldwide, so to speak, was based off some form of religion or religious belief or something to that effect. And people were kind of like groomed to be married, like, you know, like, no, that's something you don't want to do. You do not want to have kids and not be married. You do not want to, you know, be sleeping with all these different men or women and not be married. So it was kind of like, a, you know, from a, a, you know, a religious thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the United States, that's fading away. But, you know, of course, that's real strong in, you know, other parts of the country, I mean, other parts of the world or whatever. So I think marriage itself is kind of headed in the same direction with just about everything. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, uh, it's just been a big change all of a sudden. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, you know, over the last 15 years, you know, uh, even in my lifetime, I've seen a, 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 a stern, defining change in society as a whole. Like, okay, you don't have to... Uh, go to church or mosque or whatever to have some kind of personal transformation in your life. So pretty much the same way with marriage. It's just like you don't really have to sign a piece of paper just to say you love someone or you enjoy being with somebody. So, And now with the whole definition of marriage getting changed, and I'm not you know trying to change the topic into another subject, but now it's really getting blurry and um I just think a lot of tra- the traditional sense is what kept the marriages, just for the sake of getting married, strong. I mean, uh, the the the, the never-ending benefits are, of course, it's it's much more efficient financially and uh, socially and everything else for a child to be reared by both of his parents and. Uh, preferably, if they're married, then, you know, they'll be in the same household and the kid won't, you know, distinguish it. But because that's like a dying thing itself, um, so is the the whole thing with, you know, marriage, marriage, marriage. You don't even hear people telling little girls, you know, oh, one day when you're married and you have your own family, you, you, I mean, just in just casual talking, you don't even hear that no more. So That's true. You know, I, I just think by the year 2025, I mean, all this shit will just be something we, you know, talk and laugh about, you know. <laughs> Almost like jumping the broom. You know, if somebody jumped the broom now, it's because they just want to. It ain't like it's something that's just part of part of things. I mean, it's just, you know, something that a, you know, a designer wedding or a theme that's or something true because like that. You have some cultures. You have some cultures overseas where it's like from the moment they're born, they're kind of grown to be um, a husband or a wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I remember teaching uh, a kid. Uh, I, I taught several kids when I first started teaching before I quit. Um, that was from India. And, and some of them, the ones that were directly from India, he said, uh, Mr. McGann, I'm uh, going to Washington this weekend. I said, okay, man, uh, that's cool, man. You're going to Washington, you know, in the middle of school year or something like that. He said, yeah, man, I'm getting married. And I laughed. I'm like, the dude was like in the ninth grade, but he was serious, you know. So yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, to the eight five zero area code, I go. The Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. Welcome on the Man in Black, making his way to the ring. What's up, Buck? What up? What up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, ma'am. Doing well. How you making it? Doing doing fine. Doing fine. All right, Buck. 
Here's the $6,438.25 question. Do, do you still believe in love? Why or why not? Well, I mean, I still believe in it. I mean, I'm, I'm old school, so I definitely still believe in it. Um, but, you know, in, in today's time, I mean, in today's time, things are a whole lot different. As far as um, you know, how people, you know what what people's definition of love is, but you know, I still believe it and embrace it. Okay. Now, of course, I long for this answer, Crystal. <laughs> Do you still believe in love? Why or why not? Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do I still believe in love? Well, um, I believe in love songs. You know, they're beautiful. Okay. You know, from Charday to the Deal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I believe in all that, but um, I'm sure it happens for a lot of people. You know, and I witness it. You know, from the outside looking in, the people who are actually in love, and I, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, it can happen. You know, not to ninety percent of us, but to the other ten percent, it happens. You know, it's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> and Eminem, what about you, man? Oh man, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, for about 10% of the world, that's a great thing. But uh, like I say, you know, historically, the whole premise of marriage and and, um, and uh, monogamous relationships was based off of, you know, well, you know, going to hell or whatever. I mean, so it's like, but in, but as society changes, you know, and you get down to, the true, you know, uh, steak and potatoes of the whole matter. I mean, it's probably only been about, you know, 10% of people be in love and shit like that anyway from the start. Most of the time it's just like, uh, uh, well, well, you know, uh, uh, Q, me, you, and Buckhead, uh, you know, appropriate age grandparent work, you know, like I say, I, uh, you know, and, and maybe many other people, I don't know, uh, but, um, Older people would, would would say stuff like, you know, you know, especially with girls, you know, get you somebody that's doing something and all that kind of stuff like that. So, in hindsight, you know, it's like, well, this woman was dating this guy or whatever because it was a way to get out of a fucking cotton field. Now, and as time went on, I guess love might have came along. But, I mean, when you just really rewind the clock and look at all the different stuff, you'll figure out why. So many people had babies for other people and all that shit. I mean, half of the shit that was considered marriages was based off of of of, 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 of means to an end anyway. You know, just a way of survival. You know, but now we're more enlightened and shit like that. So the the truth of the matter is coming out. But uh, you know, it's like man, this guy was a you know ninety year old preacher and a pillar of the community, but he had about you know three or four different kids for different women and stuff like that. And that's because more than likely. 
you know, he was groomed to be with the woman he was with, and maybe she was groomed to be with him or something, you know, more so than just, you know, Romeo and Juliet and all that, you know. But uh, like I said, you turn that goddamn filth on, I mean, you'll get down to, you'll really see who loves somebody, man. There <laughs> won't be many people left <laughs> that ain't getting them bills paid for the low, you know. So, um, yeah, 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 I mean. Love definitely exists, but it only happens in an early stage. Um, anybody that, that works around kids or, you know, have kids or something like that, you know, it's kind of refreshing because you, you see love or what puppy love is. You know, it ain't attached to a lot of shit. It's just like, for some reason, I just like that girl. or For some reason, I just like that boy. But, you know, but once you get older, you know, different factors come in. Oh, he the neighborhood drug dealer. That's why I like him or... You know, she got the biggest ass on the block. That's why I like her. But when it's pure, you know, that's only a short stage. So those people, uh, I think like uh, who that runner Nancy Reagan, some people like that. They they meet real early and and, and why it's still pure with no strings attached. And I honestly think that is love. You know, even though it's real early because there's no kind of uh, uh, incentives that you say attached to it. You know, but as you get older, it's like shit. You know, a motherfucker talking about, they, you know, you know, 35 looking for love. It's like, nah, motherfucker, you looking for somebody to pay your rent or something. You ain't looking for love or, you know, or or or, or, or a dude saying that. He just looking for some, some pussy. He ain't look. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, true love has a has a, a, a short-term lifespan, almost like a damn, I don't know if, if y'all watch a lot of the, uh, you know, natural science shit growing up or whatever, but like bees and stuff like that, they have, they they make and die and all that kind of stuff. So I think love is like that with humans, you know. I think after, you know, 13, 14, or 15, you know, fading out and it go. I mean, then it goes into all kind of other things, you know. You know, get you a college boy. Okay, you know, so now all of a sudden the, the guy you really in love with, you know, this dude might end up being a janitor or something, but that's who you love. See what I'm saying? But you're coerced in different directions based on survival, which is understandable. I mean, I ain't knocking that. You know, I don't want my, you know, I mean, if 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 one of my daughters got a chance to to marry a lawyer or or a sports uh, player or something like that versus a a dude that's you know pushing shopping carts or something, well, goddamn, you know what I'm gonna say? You know what I'm gonna say? You know. I'm like, yeah, you might love this motherfucker, but goddamn, you know. Shit, I'm still taking care of your ass if, I, if this the dude. You know? Right. So, I mean, that's how I'm looking yeah. at it. It's funny you mentioned that because I talked to someone this weekend who had an opportunity to date three NFL players. Um, she actually went out a couple of times with um, Todd Pinkston of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, she turned down Deuce McAllister of the Saints. And I think she lost – what happened? I think she either lost his phone number or lost touch with Fred Smoot of the Redskins. Oh, my God. What an idiot. That's a rookie move. Rookie moves, man. She fuck? said Ty Pinkston was the only one she really just kind of liked. And Stop the other liking him. Get pregnant. Cash out. Right, hey, that's the American way. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll leave my friend alone. I'll leave my friend alone. No, no, your friend needs to contact me. Okay. 
you have to have successful communication. And I mean, you know, passion. You gotta have a, you gotta have all things. You can't just leave something out. I mean, passion, the romance, um, you know, spontaneity, spontaneity. You need all of those things for for it to work right. I mean, too many. You know, in today's time, we always cutting corners. We're cutting corners on every damn thing, and we cutting corners on love. You think you can do just part of the shit? You can't half-ass love. You know, either do or you don't. You know, it's like, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, like I said earlier, have their own damn definition of love. But I mean, but I mean, you got to share your life with that person. You know, you go out to eat together. If one gets home first, one cooks the other one. Other one make sure it's ready. Um, and then the other next night, if you beat beat her home, then you cook for her, you know, or take her out to dinner or take them to the movies or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, your situation is, you do what you do, but you know, you can't half-ass, you can't do, you can't do, you know, just sex, no passion, no foreplay, whatever, whatever the situation is, you got to go all in. You got to be all in. If you ain't go out, be all in, why waste the fucking time? All righty. Okay. Thank you. I guess it would be a waste of time if it's not 100%. But uh, let me ask you, Crystal, I mean, is passion necessary for a successful relationship? Does it have to be there? You know, I think, I think, um, I think, yeah, I think you do have to have, because to me, passion means um, chemistry, you know, that underlying electricity for each other. There has to be something that's drawing you to a person um, besides, you know, just the simple, you know, he's good for me. And because this, to me, borderlines on settling, which also is something that happens a lot. You know, that's another 50% a lot of times where the they they don't really love them. They don't really, uh, they're not in love with them. They don't have a passion for them. He doesn't really do it for them, but he's a good guy. You know, he's nice. He uh, has good credit. <laughs> he has a adequate car, you know, and he, he's good to me, you know, that kind of a thing. These are the things that, you know, you hear, either for the male or the female, but a lot of times for females, you know, you'll you'll hear these things, and um, and you also hear, well, I chose wrong before. I had a lot of passion in my last relationship. Uh, it burned out, or whatever. But you have to have something. I mean, it has to be a spark somewhere about that person. It has because otherwise, you're just friends. You're just companions, and that may work because you've settled, and you may say, well, I'm not going to do any better. I remember what happened in the past. So therefore, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick it out with this guy, and yeah, it's not passionate, it's not great, it's, I'm not that happy about it. But he's a good guy, and we can raise a family, and maybe you can't have both. So you you know you kind of put yourself in the situation and say, well, this is better because we're friends, and uh-huh. he's a good person, and so I'll just be with him. But you're not happy, you know. So. But, yeah, so I think it really is not so much that it, you need it to last, but you need something in order to be real, for it to, you know, to truly be real. 
And that may mean that you may have to be alone for a while. See, this is the problem that most people don't want to be alone. So they go back to the next, you know, as soon as you get out of a relationship, within you know, a month or two, you're right back in another, quote, unquote, serious relationship because you're so afraid of being alone or being that bitter bitch that, you know, <laughs> that you must be because you right. know, you're not single uh, because you're not, you know, in a relationship or married. You're this lonely, horrible person um, that I heard last week. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you're this horrible person. So therefore, and then when you hear that, even though you don't feel that way, you don't feel that you're a bad person, you go, oh, my God, I must be. I don't want to turn into that person. So let me just go ahead and get with this guy who I'm not attracted to, but I'll be with him because he's a great guy and he loves me. So... So when you so that's a hard question to answer whether or not so it, complicated. you need it you need it you need it to last no you don't need it to last but you need it to be happy so you have to decide which one you want to be you know <laughs> and people people don't want to be alone so they settle for whatever is next don't want to be lonely Eminem <laughs> let me ask you this exactly I mean, they write songs about it <laughs> I feel what Crystal is saying. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like it should be that complicated, but that's just how, that's just what reality is. But Eminem, as far as passion is concerned, what about when you're older? I mean, I want to play devil's advocate here. I mean, you're 75, 80 years old. You may not have the passion you did 40, 50 years ago. I mean, is there a substitute for that? Or can you be passionate in other ways other than what we're used to? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a balance for that man. You know, once um, uh, and I'm just speaking, you know, strictly with males on this one, pretty much. But you know, uh, every man knows once they hit a certain threshold, it's time to start getting serious about. Uh, well, niggas don't really have portfolios and shit, but it's still, you know, it's time to start stacking your shit. You know, because pretty soon, you know, even though you don't had, you know, your plethora of hoes. But once you, you know, get it to a certain threshold, yeah, you're going to have to start tricking a little bit. So you're going to have to have that little cake daddy fun and shit. So that's what keep a dude young. So once you get 75, see, well, you know, you know, physically, no, you know, 20, 30-something is going to say, damn, man, man, boy, that dude with them false teeth, man, damn, I got to have some of that. You know, nah. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, you know, so, you know, all dudes know this stuff, man, so. So the trade-off is, you know, you got to have some funds, right? You know, you know, you can be a handsome, broke young dude, you know, you know, this, you know, slanging dick or whatever, and getting away with it. But you know, once you get a certain threshold, you got to pretty much get serious about your funds. So, you know, no funds, no fun. You know, you know. So, uh, I, I just think it's a, you know, it's an even trade-off. Now, of course, that has nothing to do with love. Uh, because at a certain age, anyway, you're not gonna find love. I mean, you're just gonna find companionship. You know, then that's what the, I think it's a blurred line between love and companionship once you get past a certain age. Because pretty much everybody, really? did, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's pretty much kind of what Crystal was saying. You know, um, it's a status thing. You know, you know, nobody wants to be uh, lonely. You know, I'm not gonna say nobody. I mean, but you know, for that, it's kind of cliche to say it now, because so many people are, you know, single and all that, and you know, single and satisfied. No, 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 no big deal about it. But for the old school type, 
people or whatever, you know, nobody wants to always be stag at all the social events and all this kind of stuff. And uh, now, if you're a dude and you you steady got different chicks on your arm, well, I mean that's like a status in itself. So ain't nobody tripping on that. But you know, it's a different standard for a woman. So it's just like, you know. You know, with a chick, you know, it's almost like, shit, man, damn, this chick's still single? Man, something must be wrong with her. She's crazy or something. I mean, you know, it's a stereotype, but that's 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 what's said. And, you know, in your 20s, 30s, even 40s, it don't matter. But after a while, you know, you don't want to be, you know, 65 and single just don't sound right. You know, either your, your husband is, is, is dead or something. I'm just saying, but it, it, like for a woman... It's different, you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like some women feel they have to just hurry up and grab a motherfucker. So, you know, so when they <laughs> at social events or whatever, they won't be the older woman that's still by herself. You know, you don't want to be called the old hag and shit, you know, you know, fucking with cats and shit all day, you know. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying, you're like, you know, you know, but a woman that's a certain age and she got a man or whatever, then it's like, well, yeah. You know, Miss Susie retired, but she's still getting some dick. You know, something like that. You know, that's pretty cool. You know, so. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. It might, it Three might not stay up too long. Zero two, zero two one five is the number <laughs> on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Um, But. In relationships, is there is there much of a difference between quote unquote being comfortable or quote unquote being happy? If so, what's the difference between being comfortable and being happy? Uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you, how you would actually um, classify that. But I mean, I guess there are some people. I guess when you get older, some people are just comfortable, you know, and comfortable, you know, in their in their relationship. They're not willing to step outside the box and do something different because, you know, they're you know, they like things the way they are. Or, you know, maybe that, you know, everything's good in the relationship except for maybe one thing. Um, whatever that one thing may be. So they may be, you know, happy with that or, you know, or they, you know, settle or whatever. But I mean, you know what you like. I mean, and it doesn't matter what age you are. You know what you like from jump, so there's no re- no real reason to. I mean, unless you're, you know, everything's good, or you or you're both working towards doing the same thing. If it's only one person doing one thing, you know, doing doing most of it, and the other one ain't doing anything, then you got to make changes. You can't just sit there and rest on your laurels. You got to got to make that change. So, you know, there is a difference between being happy and being comfortable, but you know. If you know what you like, you should be able to. You should be able to have, you know, have both of them, you know, in one accord. Okay, I think that was an excellent response. Um, because I think like being happy means being unable to imagine your life without your mate. Being comfortable, being comfortable means not caring one way or another, and like you said, not not willing to step out the box or. You're satisfied with where you are and don't wish to change. So um, I, I do think there is a difference between the two, um, even though some people may not be able to discern the difference. But, Crystal, 
other than from your family and from friends, where can a person learn how to love? Well, you know, you might be able to um, learn how to love by, um, you know, by first falling in love with someone and them um, showing you what real love looks like, you know, and this is something that, you know, I, I don't think it really can be taught per se. Now, you can see, of course, examples, um, or you can see bad situations where you don't know what it feels and or looks like, but I think it's it's innate inside of you that once you do find it, you know what it is. It's not something that anyone can tell you or even give you a true example of. Like, I can tell someone about when I was in love and what it felt like and what it, you know, what it meant to me, but it's not going to be the same thing for them and what it means to them because they have different experiences, different life experiences, different needs that they, you know, need in their life and what they're looking for. So it may not feel exactly the same. And I think that when a person can totally explain exactly why they love someone, then they don't truly love them, that they, um, at least not in a, a romantic way or, or a real soul, heart way, they, um, they love what this person does for them. They love the way they feel around them or whatever. But there has to be a point where you kind of lose yourself when you're talking about, you know, why you love this person. There has to be a, you know, kind of a part that you can't touch with words. So, um I think, yeah, there can be experiences or whatever that you can see, because a lot of people do say that, well, my parents were in love and married, so that's what I want. But do you really want that? Because do you really know what that was? If you sit down and you talk with your parents, for instance, and you say, well, Mom, what made you fall in love with Dad, and why did you guys stay together? You may hear some things, if she's honest with you, you really didn't think happened. Like, well... Your dad was a son of a bitch when we first met. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it took a minute for me to even want to be with his motherfucking ass. But we worked that shit out. It, you know, it took, you see, a real relationship is very hard. And as you were saying before, it's very complicated as to why a person loves a person. And, or you can look at two people and you can say, well, they're complete opposites, quote, unquote. But, um, like, he's one way and she's really sweet. How in the world you know, do they interact and how could she be with him? Um, I have an example of a few of our show legends, but whatever. Uh, but <laughs> there is something <laughs> there is something about that relationship and those two people that no one else could ever really touch and understand. And that's the way it's supposed to be. So I, I don't know where you learn it. I think it's innate inside you to answer your question. I really think it's something that's inside of us and that when we see it, when we feel it, and when we meet that person, we'll just know and vice versa. Age 13 through 16. After that, it gets complicated. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. She was very eloquent with it, but that's that's basically what I said when I, when I answered the other question. Okay, wait a minute. A cert, after a certain now, age. Okay, man. hold on. Aren't you married? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's not hey, listening to this. Hey, don't come with that shit. Don't come with that shit. I hope she's not listening to this because she's like, what? Oh, nah, no, nah, nah, <laughs> put you in the doghouse quick, homie. Yeah, I just, I, hey, hey, I don't like nobody with that. Nobody, I don't like people asking me now. questions. I just, I just be like, man, 13 days? What the fuck? We've been here 13, 14 years, motherfucker. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, that was funny. But, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, was my turn, kid? Go ahead. It can be if you you can if you want it. You, let you have the flow. Okay. <laughs> you can do that shit if you want. But uh, but uh, uh, I, I yeah, man, I, I was gonna say like with the, you know, uh, and it's kind of going back to the way Buck was breaking down. Now to the radio world, the shit Buck was saying was one hundred percent correct. I mean, but the right way. But let me put a ghetto twist to it. See. Comfortable in the hood, and it's a real popular song in Mississippi and probably some other parts of the South, too. I don't even know who sing this song, but Q, you done probably heard it before. This, this song, Side Piece or whatever. That, and, and anywhere you at a barbecue and that shit come on, boy, niggas that start going crazy. But the thing is, it's so meaningful to many, you know, out there or whatever. I ain't talking about me, I'm just saying, you know, other people and shit that, you know, uh, the the goal is, you know, since judges do do so wrong and stuff like that, if a guy can can play his cards right and, you know, get him something bad on the side or something that's, you know, keeping his spirits up on the side, well, you know, you see these guys, man, you're like, damn, boy, that's a mean-ass woman he with. I, I wonder how they've been together that damn long. That's what it is. You know, shit. Yeah, like you see this young chick, this dude stabbing, man. Shit, that's why this motherfucker ain't saying nothing, you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, kind of like uh, Elston Woodrow, you know, she be cussing, you know, she wouldn't cuss him, but you know, hitting him with purses and shit. And he like, you know, never disagree with her. But I'm saying, but see, a real life Woodrow would, you know, probably, you know, have some little, you know, twenty five, thirty old chick somewhere, you know, getting half his check. So. You know, um, that goes so, back to uh, that show we had. I'm cheating to save our marriage. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 then the thing about it, the, the, what some guys do is just like they 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 they, they double cheat. It's just like they they block out the shit by damn near drinking themselves to death. You know, while they at home, and then when they do sober up, when they sober up, they they with another chick anyway. So and that shit can go on for years, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> but, uh, it's funny, but I mean that style. stuff really goes on. It, it really goes yeah. on in some households. Yeah, and then yeah. the thing about it, it though, uh, I, and now, now this is what I was gonna say about uh, you know that that the eloquent breakdown of unexplainableness that you know the crystals talking about, you know people, you know. Say what made you fall in love, and that's a great point. If you can explain it, really, it ain't love, cause you know that, you know how like them little teenage shows used to always show like the girl clutching a book and looking up and just kind of just all in all, oh, just dreamy. leaning back on her locker and all that kind of shit. That classic American, you know, puppy love type of feeling or whatever. Well, that's what I was trying to explain. You know, that type of shit. You know, you know. uh 
Uh, they used to do that shit on Facts of Life all the time, but I ain't seen that shit in so many years. I forgot what the episodes look like almost, but, you know. <laughs> but, you know, you know how they would be in love and then somebody have to break it down that, you know, he don't really like you like that and he tells this to all the girls. But that, but before the girl find out that the dude tells all the girls, that little that little feeling she has, That's to me, that's what I'm talking about, pureness. That's love. Or when a dude the size of a toothpick, you know, go out for varsity football, but he don't know why he's putting his body through all this pain, and basically he's the Rudy of that team. Well, that's why. He's trying to impress. He's having these feelings he can't explain. All I want to do is make this girl right here. I want her undivided attention. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it, you know. Even for me, subjecting yourself to harm. Hell, yeah. So yeah. you take the good, you take the bad, take, the bad. You take them both, <laughs> and there you have. There you go. You the facts know. of life. Right, right. And like I say, but there's a short-lived timetable for all that shit. After a certain age, then, you know, other factors come into play, you know. That's when finances and security and yeah. all that other type of stuff. Are. Okay, I see what you you're know. getting at. Yeah, you know, rest his soul, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful or nothing, but I'm just saying, you know, the the real life, and I'm just using this this relationship as a as an example. I'm not talking about the dude, but like Biggie and Faith or whatever. I mean, you wouldn't see that shit in the seventh, eighth grade. You see what I'm saying? You know. Okay. So, but when you get older, it's like shit. I don't care what this motherfucker look like. He got money. I can get this record deal. I mean, I'm just saying. So that's how she, you know, you know, turns out. You know, Nino, I see you kill too many people. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're a doctor's daughter, whatever. Think that's what the character was, and you know, this the dude done took over a whole project. How are you with him? He got money. You know, so. All right. New Jack City reference. I like that. Good stuff. All right, so last one on the topic, and then we'll get into one other um, quick topic before we shut things down. Um, Buck, let me go back to you on this one. Buck, have you ever been in a long-term and committed relationship with someone you weren't in love with? No, I have not. I've been I've been one of the fortunate ones. When I get in a relationship, they've always been, you know, been good. Um and I really hadn't had any, you know, any, you know, real stupid experiences, but um, no, I hadn't, I hadn't had that happen. So, but I'm, I've seen it in other people relationships where they're in a relationship and they're not in love with that person, but they stay in the relationship for the kids, or, you know, they don't communicate, but you know, everything in the relationship is wrong from the sex. Even though the money's great, but you know he always talks down on you know talks down to her or something like that, and they stay in the marriage because they're trying to you know trying to make sure the kids are grown. If you're not happy in any relationship, you got to get out of it. It doesn't matter whether you know you got kids or you don't or any of that kind of stuff. Don't stay in a relationship that you're not happy happy to be in. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Ain't nobody got time for that. Exactly. I mean, what's going to happen is one or the other or both going to end up cheating or something else may happen that's just, you know, this just doesn't make sense. And a lot of people, 
and this goes back to communication. A lot of people don't know how to communicate to each other anymore. I mean, we have social media, and people break up on Facebook and, and Twitter and shit like that. You can't go face-to-face and, and break up with a person. You ain't got the cunt or the nuts to go and say, hey, it's over with. You know, what the fuck? I mean, so. Hey, a lot of dudes I mean, don't want to get stabbed, man. I mean, damn bullshit. You got you to gotta have some balls sometime if you ain't. If, I mean, if, if it ain't working, there's no reason to stay in a relationship. That goes for a guy or goes for a, a woman. <laughs> and 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 every time every time I see relationships and people you coming to me and call me man I'm so sorry I'm, I'm, I just I don't know what to do it's very easy go in there and say hey I got to bounce or you got to bounce or whatever because it ain't working so it all goes back to communication if you can't communicate with the other one and if if you ain't got the common decency to say all right you know is 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 over boo or whatever well boo. What about the women? What about the women that's been taught? And of course, this is not really the latter generations, including ours. But yeah. you know, the yeah. school of thought, and we, you know, we all heard this in the South anyway. You know, uh, half a man better than a piece, a piece of man better than no man at all, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, look, there, there's, there's ways. I mean, if you communicate and you sit down and say, "Hey, this is not working. You know, we, you're not doing this right. Well, I'm not doing this right, or whatever." Take some steps. I mean, we got to be patient, and this is where you know, I mean, this is where some of that old school, you know, how you you see how your folks, grew, you know, our folks grew up, and they went through a lot of different things. This ain't new shit. That's been, you know, all all these things that we're seeing now is not new. This shit happened back in the day too. It was just you know kept on the hush or whatever. But people back then were willing to work it out. Okay. And we don't have the patience now anymore to work it out. If the person is really good overall and they make a, slip, yeah. a mistake here but, or there, but but, but we, now one I, thing I, we have to acknowledge though that back then, yeah. back not I ain't gonna say in every single case, but almost ninety nine yeah. percent of the cases in the South, it was literally considered a sin to get a divorce. That's true. And people believe it, get, you know. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing is, the thing is this: I mean, there got to be some compromise somewhere. But if it's if it's a if it's legitimately easy to work out, you know, if y'all make some different things and do some different things, then try to save it. But if there's no way that it can be saved, whatever, you know, I know this is gonna be extreme, so I, you know, I have to kind of be like Eminem every once in a while. If your damn mate fool around and kill some damn body or some shit like that, then no, that's not. <laughs> That's just not, you know, that's not reconcilable, okay? You got to bounce, okay? You know, the motherfucker in jail, you're going like, all right, peace to your ring. <laughs> I got to go. But just one body? You know. But anyway, <laughs> I, you know, I had to go I had to go extreme one time, every once in a while. But, okay. I mean, if it's legitimate, if it's legitimate, man, you know, try to work it out. If not, yeah. then you know what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, common sense got to prevail. So I anybody, anybody in one of these damn relationships talking about I ain't happy and all this kind of shit because this, that, and the other, then what the fuck are you still doing in it for? Just because of money? You can find anybody with fucking money. Now, do something one, different. Now, ones that just blew my mind, and this this is what I done, you know, actually heard of with, you know, people I didn't just say personally know, but I knew, knew of them, where... The chick will be with a dude, man, and the, and the nigga is like, you know, trying to, you know, holler at the 
and the step daughters and shit, and, and they stay with this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, man, that's that's, that's you know, foul. right? Because my yeah, thing that's foul. is, I've seen, I've seen if, that if, shit if, too. Because see, this is my thing. If if I'm a single guy. And if I were to know that, and I'm trying to approach this chick to hit it, not not to be in a relationship with, just a Saturday night relationship. I mean, you can't turn me down after that point because my thing is, ain't shit nobody can say that can get a no to you know going up in them legs if you don't sit up there and stay with a nigga doing some shit like that. You can't tell me shit. You know, I'm like, I I, I should be able to just say, hey man, I I feel like fucking. What's up? You know, I don't want to get uh, no let's, no. Let's, let's not be Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but else I just reach out and grab it. But, uh, Straight Mike Tyson at, cool. the, at the Indiana uh, pageant, huh? <laughs> oh, all for uh, You serious? Crystal. <laughs> 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 Crystal, have you ever been in a long-term and a committed relationship with someone you weren't in love with? Um, yeah, my first two marriages. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> wow. So that would be a yes. <laughs> I mean, I liked them a lot, you know, but alas, I wasn't, you know, in love. So that's one of the reasons why it ended. Okay. Uh, Q, you know, so. it's a, a fine. Now, I, Crystal or any, I'm not, well, maybe some of the other female listeners can chime in to you, man. But uh, I'm just throwing this out there, and it's on the same topic. You know, it could be a fine line between, you know, love and dick whip, you know what I'm saying? Or pussy whip, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that might be a, you know, Another topic, you know, another day. But I mean, sometimes yeah, but I can see, I can see what bleary. you're saying on that because you know some people stay, you know, some guys stay in a relationship because the pussy's so damn good, <laughs> even though, even though the motherfucker on the rest of the time just piss you off all the fucking time, you know. But when you get when you do get in between them legs, that motherfucker turn your ass out. And you ain't, you be looking for this Dying motherfucker spotlight in the damn in in the middle of the day, you know. But but, you know, there's a lot of different instances where people stay in a relationship for whatever their, whatever their reasons are, and they're not happy. And, you know, th- you know that's where, you know, they're on social media and only them dating sites, sex sites, whatever, you know, trying to find something else. You know, that's why, you know, I'm just saying, you know, to any listeners out there, you ain't, you ain't happy in your relationship. Get the fuck out of it. I mean, there's no reason to – life's too short. You have to enjoy life. If you got kids with this person, this motherfucker pissing you off on a day-to-day basis, get the fuck out the relationship. Find somebody that you know is compatible with you, that can communicate with you, that can make you happy. It is, it is, it's time, it's time for some common sense to be put back in relationship. But, 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 but how, how do you, how do you, uh, what, what advice do you give to the, this strictly for the women now, because with guys, I mean, we're going to get out regardless, but, the well, women getting that, theirs too now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about, it goes both ways. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, we guaranteed to get out as long as that shit come up. But I'm just saying, let let's just say, if a woman. Okay, is where like, is the show going? Even <laughs> 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 them taking it off the rail, but that's all right. Yeah. Let me see what he got to say. I have no I think idea. I'm trying to make yeah. a point. 
she, she looking, ahead, she, Eminem. She, she looking for love, but, like, you know, all the guys in the office, they, they just regular dudes, and, you know, some of them don't ran through it, but that don't just quite satisfy. But the, the nigga that just done sent her into the Twilight Zone, you know, he got seven babies for seven different women. He in and out of jail. He's unemployed. But she's thinking about this dude like 24-7, you know. So okay. what's your advice? Let me put, okay, let me clean this up a little bit because, man, boy, you really put it out there, didn't you? Seven different issues <laughs> going to jail. Good gracious, you're going to make it hard as fuck. No, seriously, she can't be thinking about this guy if he's got seven different baby mamas and he in jail, in and out, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm going to go back to saying, I'm going back to what I said earlier. You know what you like. Life's too short. You cannot settle for people like this. I don't care if he does turn his ass out like a toad squirrel. I know, but hey, bottom line is, I don't care if this motherfucker make your toes curl. You got to find somebody that's that's compatible with you, that can do what do what you need. If you sitting up there selling for him because you get a piece, of, you know, keep, get a piece of ass here and there every once in a while, when he out of jail, and you gonna wait for this motherfucker, please. <laughs> that click your heels three times, come back to Kansas, Dorothy. This this shit ain't working. I mean, you got to do something else. Shit. <laughs> Hey, but but I'm saying, man, it, that's why a lot of times when older women try to give advice to, especially the teenage girls, they're like, oh, no, stay away from him. Sometimes it's different reasons they're saying that. They're just trying to clean it up, you know. You know, they're like, oh, hell no, nah, this nigga well hung, you know, shit. You, he, that's true. He, that's true. You but know. Gone are the days that we had great, you know, this, you know, this is what we had to go back to where, you know, sometimes you got to be raised in the village. You don't have, you know, it's too many kids trying to raise kids, so they don't have that knowledge. You know, you remember when we all grew up, we all about the same age. And, you you know, you knew what a person was saying when they say, hey, don't mess with that motherfucker right there, that joker fast right there. You And you, once, fast, what does that mean? You know, and you know that motherfucker. You know she getting up in too many, getting getting too much or something. So you know they try to keep it, you know try to keep it clean. You know it ain't like the day that motherfucker fucking too much. You know <laughs> back, back, back in the day, you know they get they say things and you knew what it meant, okay. But the thing is, is that we don't have the great aunts or the aunts or the grandmothers or the grand, you know, the grandfathers or the uncles. That knew, you know, that can tell you what you need to know to kind of keep yourself from, you know, going astray and, you know, picking somebody that may give you something that you can't wash off with Ajax. So, <laughs> you know, the bottom line, bottom line of it is, is that you get there's too many kids. You got, you know, you got uncles that are almost the same age as the fucking kids. They can't tell you shit. They may be able to tell you something on damn PlayStation or Xbox, but they can't tell you life lessons. And that's right. why I said you got to take. We got to have a little bit more common sense when it comes to relationships. You know, a lot of people now meet people online, and they can't even communicate online. When they meet up, they don't know what the fuck to say. And that's why shit don't happen. They don't, you know, people don't stay in relationships long. You know, a lot of people paint this huge bright picture on online, like these motherfuckers are like wide open. And this joker driving a car so damn old that it's held held together with damn zip ties. When you meet this motherfucker, so I mean, so 
there you have to be able to communicate, and I, I, I say this all the time because it's very, very important. You know, be real, be upfront. You'll probably be in a relationship a whole lot longer if you be real and communicate and do some of the things that you know, common sense things. People would be a whole lot more, you know, you know, livable than the ones that you sitting up here and you got you got a picture that you took like when you were in you know 1975. And you try to, you know, trying to change it up or whatever. And when they meet your ass, you gray headed and all this shit and broke down. All, <laughs> fuck all that. Do it right. Common fucking sense. Yeah. All right. And uh, whatever happened to this? Now, now this is dealing with love here, but whatever happened? And now this is something to all the the guys, you know. Like if it's a girl you really, really, really was trying to impress. Of course, you know, people don't, don't you know, that that's a whole dead thing now. The, the Wayne Wayne pursuing Whitley and all that stuff, all, all that kind of shit is dead now. But uh, uh, but when it was alive, it was one of them things like where a guy knew that if he really just kept pursuing and kind of found out some things the chick liked, uh, he was, doing some things that her former boyfriend didn't do. He listened to find out why they break up and all this kind of stuff like that. It used to be a thing called the key to a woman's heart. Uh, I know that's all dead now, but, you know, that was another scenario, maybe in a more, you know, uh, family-friendly way, you know, that some relationships started, you know, like where the guy just kind of won over the lady, you know, kind of like a... uh, uh, you know, kind of like some of these uh, military love stories and shit like that, you know, where dude getting ready to go off to war and <clears throat> he kept going to the same diner for, you know, every day, you know, four or five times a day, ordering a cup of coffee and just, you know, basically giving it away just to have that one chick wait on him and then out after a while she finally break down, give him a number and all. You know, I'm just saying, you know, that type of shit, so... um I, I think some people would put that in the category of love because they, I guess they feel so overwhelmed with um, being wanted, I guess, i put it that way, where the the guy is just pursuing to the point where it's ridiculous, you know. Uh, you know, uh, but like I say, kids don't come up, you know, reading shit like Beauty and the Beast, shit like that no more. I mean, when they make movies about stuff like that, now it's a horror movie or something, you know. But, you know, you know what I'm saying, man, you know. Okay, let me jump in. And um, (laughs) SPK13 chimed in on Twitter. And um, I'm not sure where she's located. But she said that uh, to answer the question, have you ever been in a long-term and committed relationship with someone you weren't in love with? She said no, but I do believe that people fall in and out of love throughout a long-term relationship while the underlying love is still the same. So is that like kind of what you were talking about, Crystal, to where maybe you can you can care for someone, you don't want them to get hit by a bus, but you're not like just all infatuated with them? Right. You don't want them to die or anything, you know, but you just, you just not Unless you're in the them. will. <laughs> Unless you're in the will, right, right. Good point, good point. But, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, I think that I, no. I see what she's saying. She's saying, you know, the whole thing of in a relationship, you you do kind of fall in and out. And what it really happens is there's a difference between being in love 
and loving someone. And you can love someone the way you love your friends, uh, people you meet in, you know, life in general or whatever. But there's a complete difference between being in love. Just like there's a difference between the love you have for your friends and the love you have for your family or more specifically your children. There's a different different types of love. But um and so within that long term type of relationship you you can be in love when you first meet and be together and then things kind of wane down after a year or so and you're just looking at this person like, Who the hell is this? But you still love them. But kind, kind of like together. the honeymoon's over, huh? <laughs> right, the honeymoon is over, but that's when you get into a real relationship. And then, but you see, that's what I'm talking about, that whole, the passion, the the true love of a person stays. That's the foundation. And that's what stays no matter what. And um, and then you, you know, things come back and you, you're in love again. You're giddy again, you know. You can't wait to see them kind of a thing. Because it goes in and out. But the reason why you stay together is because you have the same purposes. You have you have the same goals in life. You are friends, and you care about each other's life, and you have maybe you have a family together, children, you know, the rest of your extended family. You have a full life together. That's why it's so hard for a mistress or, you know, this, these outside people to come in in these cheating situations to break up a real marriage. I mean, yeah, he's like, okay, yes, he did cheat on me, but I'd be damned if I'm going to allow some one-night stand or even some six-month little fling relationship fuck up our life because there's a whole life there that you are protecting, and it goes beyond just boyfriend and girlfriend bullshit. <laughs> you know, this is real. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a difference between that. So, so yeah, so I see what she's saying when she's saying you can go in and out, but because that is what happens in a real long-term relationship, you know. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's why prearranged marriages tend to be, you know, sustained because kind of like what she was saying, you know, as it go in and out, when it get down to what it, what the real deal is, you know, the more you the more similarities you have with the person goals or beliefs or traditions or what whatever it is that that makes you you. Uh, you know, people in the countries that practice prearranged marriages, they know this shit, man. That's that's kinda like the underlying premise of it, you know. To to Westerners it sounds like, man, how in the hell are they gonna put two people together that they don't even know each other. But the thing is, they know that long term, as time go on, you know, you know, they like, you know, you believe in whooping the kids' ass, she believes in whooping the kids' ass. You know, you put education before, you know, video games, she put education before. All, all the stuff that, the, all the little ups and downs and shit uh, that differences might come in, you know, the foreigners, they understand that shit, the ones that, you know, deal with the prearranged marriages and stuff. That's that's the outlook they have. Uh, so... Uh, and I, I, I and I just threw that out there because we talk about love and, and it's a preconceived notion by Westerners that you know people that come out of prearranged marriages in these foreign countries you know they never in love but mm, uh, that ain't always the case. I think they just kind of grow on each other. That's probably true. I don't know, but like I, I said, agree. they get 
Plus, That's all the women are virgins, so they they not comparing your shit to nobody else's. So they know that stuff too. So uh, you yeah, know, you ain't coming behind long dong silver like a, you know in America and stuff. These motherfuckers, they straight out of the whatever it is. You know, they've been locked up and covered up and shit. So you you know you hitting straight pussy. You ain't you know. Licking oh, another nigga's balls or something, you know what I'm saying? This ain't no right back no off shit. the rails. We had just brought everything <laughs> yeah, back right. in the middle of the road. And Eminem turned right towards the guardrail. <laughs> A 90 degree turn. <laughs> and the damn guardrails ain't, ain't they hadn't replaced all them badass guardrails even. <laughs> right over the cliff. <laughs> right over the fucking right. cliff, damn it. Um, one more quick topic before we wrap things up. And um also I wanted to shout out um shout out LaChiqua McGee out there in Houston for submitting that topic to me. Um on, for uh you know, love or, or security. So um, I appreciate that from, from her. And um uh, I wanna talk about some some quick parenting questions right quick, just three quick questions. And anyone can answer this, so just jump in. How do you motivate today's children? And when I say today's children, I mean children that are born in the year 2000 or afterwards. Uh, It seems like it's very difficult to try to get them to understand or listen to anything that occurred, like, before last Thursday. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very difficult to get millennials to to listen to a lot of um, circumstances. So what do you it's think not, is the best way hard. to reach them? How do you motivate today's children? It's it's pretty easy, really. I mean, if you if you got a – you use a common-sense approach to it. I use my 16-year-old as an example. <clears throat> last, in the last couple of years, he's had a re- really hard time kind of keeping up from, you know, just doing his schoolwork, um, just being lazy. Um, so – as a, what we did was um, in the eighth grade, he didn't, you know, he was just really, really not getting it. He wasn't turning in his math homework. Now I knew he was smart enough to do it. He just wasn't doing it. So he wanted to go to summer school where there were two deciding factors on it. Um, he was, I already had said that I wasn't going to send him to summer school and wanted to hold him back. Um, it took a little while for his mom because we're divorced now. Took a little while, look a little while for her to jump on board with it, but a monopoly game is what made her change her mind because he couldn't do simple math. And I knew I was going like he can do simple math, but he wasn't he wasn't doing things right on the monopoly game. So she said, "All right, I'm not sending him to summer school. He will hold him back." And I said, "Well, the decision was made because I said this was one you were going to get on board with regardless." So we held him back, and then that summer, I didn't let him play any video games. At all. He didn't play video games except for two weeks, and that was the two weeks before he had to go back to Vegas. You know what he did during the whole summer? The two classes he failed. I had a friend of mine that, that uh, worked at a school here. She gave me an English book and a, um, and a um, math book that was for, like, your standardized test. I made him do home. I made him do English and math work the entire summer without fail. Even if he went to somebody's house the night before, he came, when he came back, he did two pages of math instead of one page. But by the end of that summer, I had him doing 10th grade math instead of 8th grade math. He was doing 10th grade English instead of 8th grade English. It, that's what it took 
to make him realize that we were real serious when it came to grades. Okay? So now Sean's in the 10th grade, and the boy has A.B. honor roll, and he's playing football. This is the first time he had A.B. honor roll since, like, like way, way back, you know, like in the, you know, earlier grades. Last year, you know, I was able to look at all his grades. You know, you, now, you know, you got computers. So every homework assignment, every every assignment in class, all I got to do is punch in his name, his, his little kid ID number or whatever. I can see what he's doing every single day from my computer here in Pensacola, even though he's in Vegas. So if he tells his mom I ain't got no homework, all I got to do is just check it. I check it every afternoon. Look, yeah, he does have homework. You better make sure you do it. But it takes both. We're still working together to try to make sure he, you know, gets his education and do the right thing. But now he's making the grades. And I knew he could make the grades. He just wasn't applying himself. So if if both parents, regardless of whether you're, you know, divorced or still married or whatever, as long as both of you guys work in the same accord to try to make sure he does what needs to be done. And if you do it just on class, you know, on home, you know, something simple like school, you also have to do that on other things other than just schoolwork, you know, but you have to work together. I know a lot of people out there going like, I don't even like my ex, but you know what, if you want to do what's best for the child, just because you don't, you know, things have changed between you two, you two, it's, you know, you should have the kid's best interest. So you always have to work together as far as that goes. Okay. Um, and Eminem, should you pay children to do chores in order to motivate them? Um, no, but into I'm like I say, you know, I mean, I know, you know, one shoe don't fit all, but for the most part, just as generationally, just overall, uh, today's kids are not motivated by money anyway. They don't do shit for money, you know. Um, I know, um, like I said, I grew up in the in the country, whatever, man. But if I uh. If I was, you know, my own kids, man, I'd probably be worth, I'd probably been worth damn near half a million dollars, you know, before I got out of high school just cutting grass and shit. But you don't see kids doing that shit. You see somebody talking about cutting somebody's lawn, man, they use it like, a, you know, drugs or something. So, uh, like, you know, the whole general consistency is like everybody wants to feel, and, I, you know, you know, I also saw a segment on this on Nightly News while we were talking about it, but uh, so many kids feel entitled. They don't want to, uh, they don't want nothing. They don't want to have to do nothing for anything. You know, it's like they want instant, you know, it, whatever it is, is instant. It's no work for nothing. So, I mean, so same way with money, you know. Money means give me money. It don't mean work for it, just generally, you know. So, uh, uh, so whereas, like right now, you know, and uh, some of my coworkers, we talk about it all the time, you know. Like a kid now, he's like, shit, you know, he's like, you know, not doing well in school. I mean, that's a good thing. That's not a, that's not considered a bad thing. And, you know, um, you know, I'm in a middle school and, and this is no lie, man. Uh, um, one of my players, man, got, you know, already a father more than one time, you know, <laughs> it ain't even out of middle school, but you know, the girls is crazy about it. So that's what, 
the deal is nobody is trying to do anything. And money is, and I'm not saying money doesn't motivate at all, but compared to past generation, X and on back, even the MTV generation was still motivated by money. You know, but it's just like, you, you can't tell these motherfuckers now, like, well, you know, uh, you'll get this amount, but over this period of time. Nah, they want that shit right now. You know, matter of fact, you know, most of them just try to rob you or whatever they can. But, uh, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I know that's a lot of that has to do with the, you know, you know, being in urban areas and all that. But just, just, just with the whole millennial generation, is more like an instant, privileged, spoiled, instant download. I don't want to wait for shit type of mentality, as a whole. You know, and I know it's some bright spots. Like you know, that's that's great with uh what uh Buck was saying about, you know, about his son and stuff and uh and uh it's really, really more impressive considering the distance it is between them and the fact that both parents are on board with each other, even being not together. So that's remarkable in itself. But outside of that, that shit is an anomaly. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time in today's time, shit. Even if the parents yeah. is, is doing all that, doing the kids themselves it's, they don't it's care. Wild. The kids it's don't wild, care. Their man. peers don't care. Like if somebody they don't. whether they whether they get promoted or retained, they do not care. They don't care at all. They don't care about anything. You know, that's why that's why like now you don't even see guys it's just like I mean, even in street terms, man. Uh, that's why so many murders and stuff. These kids don't listen to nobody. They don't even listen to gang members this day age, and they in the same damn gang. They're like, man, old motherfucker, you can't tell me shit. Like, what? This dude is crazy. Yeah, that's that's how they think. You know, the same way when they take out their phone, they want to just download something, and it's no wait time or whatever. It's just instant. That's what they want with everything. It ain't no, if you do this, you know, for Christmas, you would get that. Fuck that. They want that shit right then. They didn't have it right then. They're like, fuck it. Okay. Well, that kind of goes into, you kind of mentioned something that goes into my, my last question. We talk about how they don't even listen to older game bangers as far as some of the youngsters. But, and Crystal, I'll go to you on this. What is the most effective way to reach young adults, let's say between the ages of 16 to 25, and get them to listen to the advice of people who may be over 35? Well, you know, um, I guess it really depends on the type of, you know, kid you're talking to. I think, uh, but in general, I do uh, agree that they are more, um, they want things now. So So they also want the information now. Because you can be talking about something to them, and in this day and age, and millennials, um, they are also looking it up as you're speaking. You know? <laughs> and, you know, you could be saying, I walked, you know, they know that old adage where I walked to school, you know, up a hill both ways, and, you know, you know, he's on the, you know, Google going, wait a minute, that's not uh, actually physically possible for you to do that. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you, Crystal. Maybe that's a northern thing, but I don't know any kids that use technology to learn. 
Um, yeah, I guess, like I said, it depends on the kids. But a lot of millennials today do, they are very adept with uh, technology. That's their, that's their world. Oh, and yeah. without, without it, they cannot function. And so, but, but that's actually, that's good on the one hand, because that's the way the world is going. So they need to know this stuff by rote, you know, and a lot of them do because this is what they grew up with. So you have to, the information that you are giving to them has to be actual, factual information that can be backed up, number one. And it also, um, they also have to be able to see that it means something. So you can't just spew out stuff to them and expect them to, to listen, especially if you're not following, you know, your what you're saying, you know, doing what you're saying. Um you yeah, are so right. So you have <laughs> to be, you have to be faster with yeah you have to be faster yeah. with your information. You have to um, you also have to give them examples of what does that mean. A lot of millennials these days, as far as you were talking about money, a lot of them are entrepreneurial spirits. They're not so much oh, I'm going to get a job and work nine to five and right. in fifty years or whatever I'm going to retire. No, they're thinking okay I'll do this job for a minute but I got 10 or whatever more side hustles that I'm doing trying to get my thing to go together that whether I need a brick-and-mortar actual building is not even important anymore. I, I'm online. I'm social media. I'm out there. I'm doing my brand thing. I'm out there. I'm branding myself. So you have to talk in those terms to them as well. And because it's, it's, it's a different way of thinking. And, yeah, they think faster. Um, which is not necessarily a good thing, but this is the way they, they think. They think faster. They actually are, um, depending on, again, on the children that, you know, you're talking to, they are a little <laughs> more positive about their life and about what they can do because they, they don't look at it positive as, or as delusional. More. <laughs> right. I'm playing uh, devil's advocate. What did you say? I didn't hear you. I said, I'm playing devil's advocate. Are they more positive or are they more delusional? Well, that's what I'm saying. It could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. That's what I'm saying. They think differently. And for us, some of it is they're missing things. They're missing the gaps in between as far as the relationships, the communications. But a lot of them don't need that anymore. So I don't know if it's delusional for us to think that way. But let me ask you this. Do you think that maybe, you know, because most of the time older people are telling you what you can't do or telling you uh, watch out for this, watch out for that. We may have a more negative approach when we're trying to advise them because a lot of times our advice comes as a warning. So do you think that's why they may be more positive because they don't listen to us so they feel like they can do things, even though it may not be the right decision, but in their mind, they're positive because they won't listen to us tell them what they can't do or what they should watch out for. I think that's general with kids anyway. We used to feel that way too when it came to our parents. Um, but my thing is in parenting, I'm sure just like my uh, my grandfather and my mother, is just first you first of all you have to tell the kids that this the stuff that you know. You have to say it because even though they're looking at you and they're rolling their eyes or they're looking into their phone or whatever, it's still going in and it's still being absorbed. So you still have to say it. You still have to let them know 
this is what you do and this is why you do it and this is why you don't do this or whatever. This is the cautionary tales or whatever. Um, it still it still goes in and they can still get it because when you're out there in the streets, quote unquote, and something happens, if you don't have that information stored inside you to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, this sounds bad because I remember my mom saying something. Some somebody told me something somewhere. This is some bullshit. They have to know that. So you do have to do that anyway. You can't be caught up in oh well they're not listening or they kids are not going to look at you and listen anyway. That's just that's just there's a rebellion of children. They, of course, they think they know more than you do. It's until they get that experience that they can take it and run with it. But they, they still need you to give them that. And I think there's a lot of times what a lot of the parents today don't do as much as, you know, we used to back in the day. They don't talk to their kids because they want, they want their kids to be their friends. I'm like, I'm not your damn friend. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not your friend. I don't give a fuck if you hate me. I don't care. This is my job to prepare you for this world. I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I don't care if you think I'm a bitter bitch. I don't care if you think every motherfucker that I was with was a crazy psycho person and every guy you're with is so wonderful and beautiful. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to tell you the way it is. So when you're out there and you run into that motherfucker, you're like, wait a minute, I know you. (laughs) I remember something about you. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing for men telling their daughters and, and their sons, it's the same thing. We have to say it anyway. You know, I mean, kids, that's just the way they are. And I don't care about that. And I think the problem has happened in the last few decades where a lot of parents have cared about how their children felt about them as far as, oh, well, I'm not the cool parent or I'm not the, you know, the one they can hang out with and come talk to and all that, you know, come on. That's not our role here. Sorry, yeah. you didn't have a 20-year-old, you know, you didn't have your life in the 20s, wasn't as fun as you wanted it to be. Well, I'm sorry. Big deal. You can't live it with your daughter. You can't live that life with your son. You're going to have to go somewhere else and live that life. That's, they're not created to be your friend. And that's, that's, that, I think that's the biggest problem that we face today. Yeah, because... Uh... Yeah, I don't heard it all, man. You know, people, you know, rolling up with their people and, you know, you know, going to the corner and, you know, buying a sack for their mama and shit before they come to school and shit, man. So it's it's some shit out there. But uh, right. but uh, but but for the most part, man, you know, uh, the the point you was making about well, both of y'all making about technology, that's really the thing with all of it. You know, you know, it's always been. You know, broken home, younger parents, and all that shit. But like technology, then took shit to a whole nother level, it, it, and it's affecting the way kids think. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, it's just like they they don't tend to look up to people no more. I mean, the only people they look up to is like if you, you know, if you've been shot or something like that, they'll kind of, you know, give somebody like that some respect. But outside of that. You know, and they'll be dead serious and look you in your eye. You you try to tell them where you 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 need to know this, need to. They just tell you, I ask Siri. I just ask Siri. You know, it's like what? But they serious. They ain't being smart. They really think like that. So it's like, well, goddamn. I guess you're right. You just ask Siri or uh, speaking to Google or whatever the fuck you're doing. You know, for the answer. So you know, so basically, they really don't even need teachers no more. Period. You know, and. Uh, 
you know, everything is just so, you know, superficial. Nothing based on morals, nothing is based on none of that type of shit. So it's just like, you know, it's 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 instant, but uh and the entrepreneurial spirit is still there, but it's like a lot of it is a pipe dream because, you know, I don't give a damn, you know, how much technology you got. If you don't have no social skills, you ain't going to have no customers anyway. I mean, you still have to have some type of, you know, uh, you know, it's like okay, a, uh, you know, it's like a, a guy that could, could, you know, quote Shakespeare and speak a little French. Could could sell, you know, could make a killing as a shoe salesman, you know, in a department store back in the days. But they don't look for motherfuckers like that no more. You know, it's like, you know, I just go online or whatever. But you know, that that Renaissance shit, that that shit really works. You know, in certain places anyway. So, but I just think everything is, you know, just totally different. And uh, you know, a lot of these kids gonna hit a brick wall because they literally think they are smarter than everybody. You know, every team go through that stage where they think they know it all, but this is a different know-it-all. Now, these motherfuckers actually think they know it. And then whatever they don't know, they think they can just look it up. But the thing, the same thing is, the same way the Internet is full of great information, it's full of bullshit, too. It's full of shit that never even happened, you know. Uh, then it's full of narratives and stuff. It's like it's not a lot of factual stuff, you know, because... Everybody, everybody, their mama got some kind of opinion, a uh, blog or something like that. So whoever get the most hits, that's gonna be the first shit coming up. So, you know, it's just like it depends on who shit you read. You know, like the, with the WikiLeaks shit. You know, he's a hero, but to the government, he's a traitor. So, I mean, well, it depends on why you reading it. So, but they don't understand that. You can't get deep on that. Now, the way I reach kids, other than just something physical. It just be like I tell them straight up. I like now y'all ain't never met a motherfucker smart as me, and most time that's my words. And everybody just be like, huh? <laughs> like shit, try me. You know, shit. I told some kids today I'm smarter than 25 of y'all put together. You know, but shit like that. But shit like that. You know, you know it kind of catch their interest because they looking at you like you full of shit. But at least they listening. But just talking and stuff like that. Nah, man, that they ain't hearing that shit. It's like they literally just not hearing it. It's like it's not disrespectful. They just not listening, you know. But see, right. now, but me, I was just the opposite as a lad. All the shit All my the uncles shit. And, 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 the, and the and the guys in the in the community was doing the way they was talking to women, the way they was doing this. I mean, I was sucking that shit up like man. I'm, I'm sucking that shit up like a straw, man. Like man, I was a whiz, man. By the time I was twelve, I had the brain of a, you know. Uh, a a a forty year old Mac or something, man. No joke, you know. <laughs> but uh, but the thing about it is that shit just didn't magically just get dumped in my head. I'm just saying you had to want to learn stuff. So, but you don't really see that no more. It's like nobody looks up to nobody. You don't see little kids saying, "Ooh, I wanna," you know, be like this boy to ride the bus, and you know he the best basketball player on the team. They don't they don't look up to nobody, man. It's just like everybody's doing me type of thing. And and it's kind of frustrating to, you know, hell, ain't like we ancient, you know, but it's kind of frustrating to, to, to general, you know, to certain generations anyway. It's just like, man, like, damn, like, you know, you know, that used to be an ego booster. You know, I know one time when I first got to high school, man, uh, 
I heard these little kids, they they came up to me, man, and they drew me, man. I'm just like, like I'm like, damn, they showed it to me and shit like, damn, little dude, man, that's, this, that's what's up. You know, I'm like, well, I'm playing it off. I'm like, yeah, that shit did go to my head, man. I'm like, damn, these niggas looking up to me, man. I'm somebody. I ain't but 15, goddamn. <laughs> All right. Let me jump in here and wrap this up. <laughs> he was on a roll, too. He was on the roll. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Um, next week, we're going to discuss, is honesty, is honesty always the best policy? Are there some times you need to just keep your mouth shut around your significant other? We'll go through some questions and some scenarios next week on T2Q, 9 p.m. Eastern, brought to you by DearHeart.website. All right, we'll go ahead and get into final thoughts. And I also want to apologize if you heard any echoing during the show. I have some technical difficulty that I'm going to try to work out before the next show. But in the meantime, we'll go ahead and wrap things up with our final thoughts. And Eminem, I'm going to start with you this time. Oh, man, great show. Uh, it's been a long time since I did the Rooter to the Tudor. But, uh, but yeah, man, so that's that's a compliment in itself. But, uh no doubt. Shit, man. The, the the topics was off the chain. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, you know, staying with people. I mean, what was, what what was, what was the actual topic? Love or just staying with somebody? Yeah. Why why do you stay? Love or security? Love or security? Okay. Like I say, you know, pure love. Like I say, just my own personal thoughts. You know, and 95 percent of the time, pure love only happens at a certain time period. After that. After that, it becomes more of the things that that comprises of love. You know, yeah, let's say this word together, comprises. You know, you got security, you got uh, kindness and and treatment, and you know, then all that communication stuff that Buck so eloquently breaks down. You know, when all those factors get sprinkled in, you can get the illusion of love. But you know, but yeah, but. You once you get down to that day y'all fighting over that last piece of chicken, then all that shit go out the window. You're like, damn, you know, <laughs> you think this amazing? Yeah, goddamn it, you know. But uh, uh, <laughs> you know, because like I said, a lot of it is, is, is an illusion because you know, you know, because America's so far behind times on on relationships that a lot of times you know it's the grandeur that's caught up with. You know, like like love and and marriage is is is, is in in a Western sense is taught as one synonymous word, but they're really two different things. And you know, even with the topic, you notice how it was kind of blurry. Is like when the more you talk about love, people automatically assume you're talking about marriage. Well, a lot of times, somebody somebody really loved, they might have not even married them. You know, I ain't trying to. You know, start another topic, but you know that could be the case a lot of times. You know, you know it's like like I was saying, you know, the girl just kind of went with this dude because the other dude that she really loved was, you know, stroking, and but he's locked up, you know, or this chick that this dude really loved, you know, she got like four different baby daddies, but the best pussy he ever had, you know, so. You know, but it's more advantageous for him to be, if he's the pastor uh, of this particular church, the first lady don't need to be a chick counting out her baby daddies. It need to be this pristine, supposedly, 
you know, young lady that can be considered the first lady of the church. So you got all these factors to come in. Then you got political shit, you know, like, you know, Hillary Clinton. She probably hadn't gave Bill Clinton head in her life and probably hadn't gave him for 20 years. So, but the thing is, she was the best. <laughs> Oh my God! I can't believe he tied that in there. Yeah, but she was the oh, best. Oh, you derailed it. You, you just, because, just derailed the whole damn thing. God, no. Because she came from a, a very upscale, you know, political oh, family, and you know he had some political family too. But her, the the the, Rod, the Rodhams or whatever was real prestigious, you know, political family. So if you got a political career and both people in law school. Well, hey, common sense would tell you, you know, you should be with this young lady. You know, she will, you guys together will reach more goals than you being with who you really want to be with. See what I'm saying? So I think as Americans and as Westerners, you know, uh, that that part with love and marriage is really synonymous when it shouldn't be. We don't really, people saying, oh, you should marry this or marry that. You know, but nah, you don't really, that's not always love. In many cases, you know, that 10% works out perfect. Now, there's no way I'm going to talk about this much love without showing everybody exactly how to do this shit. It's like, well, Eminem, how can we go forward? How can America get back to pure love and we can get back to that 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 little puberty jubilation, that those little... You know, when when I close my eyes at night, I literally see this girl, you know, and all her attributes. Puberty jubilation. Uh, I actually like that. <laughs> so what can we do? Well, what we can do is we can pass Bill 1313. We can turn on that ultimate filter. We can filter out everybody who ain't shit, everybody who has ulterior motives, all the hoes that just want money, all the niggas that just want pussy, and guess what? That few left still going to give you that same damn 10%, but guess what? It's going to be an open and honest 10%. So make sure y'all call in next week so you can see if it's better to tell the truth or be honest. Oh, honey, I'm just running to the corner store. Oh, no, but actually I went to see your superhead was around, but she wasn't working tonight. I had to come back home. Did you say super head? Yeah. yeah. You suck it. You suck, suck it. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, my God. I appreciate that, Eminem. <laughs> and, uh... Wow. wow. Crystal, you want to go behind that? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I don't. Um... <laughs> wow. He that's, took basically everything I was going to say, so. Um. <laughs> Wait, you were going to say that? <laughs> uh, I guess I just want to reiterate the fact that um, as far as the initial topic, which was um, love and, you know, why do we stay together, I guess. But um, I think there are many reasons why people stay with a, with a person that they're with. And sometimes it has to do with, with love, because love to me, when you say love, I'm t- I'm I'm really talking about you know that true love, the real love that it, it combines the romantic and the friendship together, uh, and and a life together. So 
you stay with that because that's important. And it's something that, um, as a friend of mine used to say, that nobody knows, you know, what happens between someone when the doors are closed because it's between the two people. And, you know, you may not know why these people are together. You may not understand why she puts up with what she puts up with or he puts up with what he puts up with because they probably have a really good kinship that you know nothing about and you're not supposed to know because it is supposed to be about the two people. And um, and that's what keeps people together. It's, it's the foundation of real love. Now, that's rare, okay, um, because a lot of times we, you know, misstep in our relationships and we choose people for the wrong reasons. We don't wait to find that person. And we sometimes we find that person when we're already committed to something we really don't want or, you know, whatever. Or life happens, the person dies or, you know, you can't be with them for whatever reason. So, you know, I mean, I think so people make different choices. They make choices for their life which works for the two of them. And sometimes, quite frankly, people come together as a pact. You know, they say, look, this is what I want. And I think you want the same thing, so let's just be together and let's make this life of family and all this happen, even though we're not necessarily in love. We like each other and we get along. That's enough, you know, for what we're trying to do here. And no one knows that's what they've done. You may think they're the perfect couple, but they've done it because they want a certain type of lifestyle and they like each other enough to have sex. They like, they like each other enough to be together, and and maybe that's enough for them. Sometimes that's the the basis of of long term marriages, you know. And and again, you ask those people who've been together fifty something years, you know, yeah, maybe they started out in love, maybe they didn't. And some of the arranged marriages that we were talking about earlier, they happen because and they stay together because. They both came into it saying, this is what we want for our life. We want it to look like. And the two of us together, we can make that happen. It's a partnership. Right. You know, it's a partnership. It's a companionship. And it's, it just works. It's better. And then you always have to goal. add in, right, a goal for each other. And you have to add in your family. And you have to add in how those families mesh together and how are, does our life really mesh together? And you know, and so those are sometimes when you can be in love with somebody and truly love them, but all those other factors don't work, and it's heartbreaking. But if they don't work as well, such as your family and other people and your life goals, then you won't work. You love each other, but you you can't be together. So it's that's a hard question, and it's uh, it's very complicated. But I would say I would look for love before I would look for anything else because that's the most important thing. And as far as age is concerned, I really don't think personally that um, age can stop you from finding, true, you know, true love and being with somebody. I don't think that, you know, just because you're over 30 or over 40 or whatever, you know, your cutoff date is, that you can't find somebody to truly spend a lifetime with because you may have been fucking up your life for 30 years with idiots 
and he may have been doing the same thing or she may have been doing the same thing and you finally find each other at 40 or 50 and you're like, well, damn, now we can have a life and have real love. So I don't think that age really has anything to do with it. And it's, you know, That's I, a show I'm topic for the out, future. Right. I'm holding out for that. because I So you like the movie Brown Sugar, I'm assuming, right? Um, well, yeah, I do like that, even though that's not really what I'm talking about. But, yeah. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> I think it's a cool movie, too. So, I mean, so no where did you find love? Okay. <laughs> where did you fall in love with hip-hop? Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, that's usually not the question I'm asking. But, but yeah, so um, for those out there, my advice to women and men is to get used to being alone because when you are by yourself, that's when you can find who you really are and truly what you really want in life, and then you make a, a good choice later instead of fucking up your life and wasting time with idiots. So, All right. That's my advice. That sounds like good, good advice. Let's just hope someone under, under 25 listens. That's all we can do is hope. <laughs> well, if you're under 25, just have sex and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Thank you, Crystal. Buck, shut it down. Great show, man. A great, real, a lot of, a lot, a lot of dialogue. Good to have Eminem and Crystal on tonight. And, I mean, I'm going to say it once again communication is key if you're looking for, you know, if you experience true love. A lot of people say, you only, you only experience true love once or twice or whatever. You know, Love's out there for you to have. You just got to make sure you do the right things and make sure you have a little bit of common sense. Um, people make it a whole lot harder than it actually is, or they just make up a bunch of bullshit trying to make themselves look bigger than what they actually are. Be yourself, be real, be upfront, and communicate. Guarantee you, you'll have a whole lot longer relationship than you would, you know, trying to make, you know, trying to be somebody that you're not. Um, I think everything else that Crystal and Eminem said, I think, you know, some of it can be, or a lot of it can be used in, you know, in your relationship. So, you know, just, you know, be smart about it and do the right things. And, you know, relationships will last a whole lot longer. You know, don't try to put a title to it. A lot of, you know, we in a different time, different age, and, you know, a lot of this stuff is changing on a day-to-day basis. You know, people don't wear rings anymore. They get their, you know, they get wedding tattoos and all this other stuff. There's so many different things that everybody, you know, if, you know, whatever your relationship calls for, just make sure you communicate. So therefore, you know, if you want, if you really, really love the person, you know, it'll work out. So just do, do those things and your relationship should flourish. Um, as far as, the, you know, talking about, you know, the few kid questions that we threw in there towards the end, you know, a lot of, you know, in today's, you know, that's something that's changed a lot too. We don't have, you know, we don't have the family unit as we know it. You know, it's different. You know, there's a lot of you know, homes and, you know, things, you know, people raising parents in different different types of capacities, uh, whether, you know, separated, divorced, what have you. So, you know, if you're trying to do what's best for the kid, that's what needs to be, or kids, that's what really needs to be addressed. And regardless of whether you get along with your ex or whether you don't, you know, you've got to come together for your children. Um, and a lot of a lot of parents don't do that in today's time. But, I mean, you, we still have that village 
you know, village con- contact, even though we're thousands of miles away. And it makes a difference. And, and it, it'll make a difference in the long run to your children because if they see you still working together to try to make sure that their life is, you know, their life is doing, you know, the best that it can be, then, you know, they tend to listen to you a little bit more often. You don't have all these other, these other outside entities when it comes to, you know, the peer pressures of outside. When they know that both parents are engaged, regardless to, you know, thousand miles away or anything like that, they know, you know, because if if Sean gets out of line, my ex will call will call me and say, Hey, I need you to I need you to do do a little something over the phone or whatever, threaten them, make them, you know, whatever you gotta do, but he's not doing the right thing. And I'm like, All right, no problem. Put him on speaker. We handle it and you know, there there's you know, there's no more drama. If more parents, regardless of what the situation is between you and your ex, would do that, the kids would be a whole lot more, you know, be a whole lot better. You still, you know, parents have to be involved in their kids' lives regardless of what the situation is between the parents. And that's that's the point that I'm trying to make. I mean, and find some common ground. If it starts with grades, great. Then, you know, Actually, in all actuality, I get along better with my ex now than we did the last six years of our marriage. Because, I mean, we're, you know, we're working together as a, um, in unison to try to make sure this last child, because I've raised the other two, or raised, you know, raised right. So, you know, it's some, you got to start somewhere. So, you know, take that, take that approach, and you'll probably have less kids being statistics, being out there, you know, in gangs, and doing stupid shit and, you know, killing people and all that other stuff. And they'll actually, you know, they'll actually be, you know, involved in society on a, on a positive note. And, uh, you know, they'll listen to you if you're working together, but great show as always. And everybody have a great week. Thank you very much, sir. Very well said. All right. And my thanks to my official sponsor, dearheart.website for being this official sponsor of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My thanks to the Crystalshow.com. Uh, my thanks to ArcSling.com. A-R-C-S-L-I-N-G.com. And to get more information on the show, go to TalkToQ.com. Go to my website. Sign up for the newsletter so you'll know when the next show is coming out and what we're going to discuss. You'll get a an email the day of the show lets you know what's going on. So go there and sign up, and that's the best way to keep up with everything that's happening with all things T2Q. Of course, you can always Google T2Q. But um, everyone have a great night. We'll talk sports tomorrow on Zone Coverage at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we'll be back next week um, to get into Is Honesty the Best Policy? Everyone have a wonderful night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
Uh, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Follow you guys. Thanks. Peace out.